Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max. Another episode here for you, and it's episode 228. And I'm your host, Sean Garmer, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, just uh, another day in uh, this world that keeps ever changing. As uh, just reminding everyone that this is the official Video Games podcast, W2Net.com. And of course, we're in partnership with last word on life and if you know you have heard us before this is the first time welcome and of course you can always hit subscribe there to get the podcast whenever it comes out twice a week now and yeah just you know if you like what you hear by the end you can also go review on your favorite podcast app of choice we're on pretty much everything uh that you that's out there um unless there's we're not and then you can uh let us know but pretty much uh apple has some kind of arrogant at this point that people use it and, and it gets you on there well yeah so you uh made a trip to ohio uh yeah uh, i think last monday i think yeah uh, i bought a whole bunch of stupid dvds and blu-rays <laughs> so what is stupid dvds and blu-rays to you just uh, I, I spent like a hundred dollars, maybe like actually probably more. Uh, the, the big thing I finally got because Jens kept he what he suggested I watch it was The West Wing for like fifty bucks, which is not yeah. bad. Like another store had it for a hundred or for seventy five. I mean, it was a long series. So. Yeah, oh, it's like that big, the big like blue, uh, the big box set, like you know, all seven seasons in this like big blue set. Yeah. Uh, I bought Blu-ray. I bought Blu-rays of Stripes, No Country for Old Men, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, the second one, uh, Adjustment Bureau, and Gladiator for like between like two and five bucks. And then I bought steelbooks of uh, Fight Club, Valerian, Hellboy Two, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. That's the third one, I think. Right. Uh, Train to Busan and Universal Classic Monster Movies, like the you know. Frankenstein and Dracula yeah, and all the, that stuff. Right, and, all those. Yeah. And I'm going to go down there again next uh, next week to buy a copy of Castlevania Aria of Sorrow if it's still on sale. The the good Game Boy one. Yeah, well, I like those Castlevania Game Boy games. They, they, they were all good, but I think Aria... I, have the, I think I have the first one. A lot, a lot of people say that one's too dark, like visually. I think Aria of Sorrow is the third one, and that's like the one that people say is probably the best one. Yeah. Uh... And it's 35 bucks, which is not a bad price. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, I, you bought a lot there. Yeah. Uh, I guess now you just have uh, time to watch it. Believe me, with, I have uh, tons, of, tons of that. <laughs> with, so, uh, so I was just watching, I'm, I'm like rewatching Star Trek Deep Six Nine for like the 80th time. <laughs> like, Well, your your state's still kind of locked down, right? So Yeah, until at least the 28th yeah. or 29th, so. Yeah, everything starts reopening on Monday here. Well, not I guess not completely, but you know the partial yeah uh, reopening. Uh, 
and things should be kind of okay as long as nobody gets out of the I'm not saying this lightly, but as long as nobody gets out of that jail that's in the city where I'm in, we're we're good because that we have a jail here that has like I think a hundred cases in that one jail now and they're it's uh not that's getting any better for those people in there. It's so feel it's bad for them. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's the big problem I guess that they've had in so many other states at this point. So Yeah. But yeah. Uh well we're doing this uh during the day. Uh so sorry we're coming out a little bit later on a Saturday than we normally would be at this point. Uh I got off kinda late yesterday and then we got pizza and I didn't want to have to pay the extra for delivery, so we kind of had to sit outside the Domino's until they were, you know, it was ready. We have a, uh, we have a Little Caesars by me. It's bare, it's like a mile on the road, and it's really awesome. Yeah, the Domino's isn't that far. It's just like I didn't want to have to get back in the car later to go pick it up, whatever. So it's yeah. just like uh, I'll just wait here. Uh, not that bad, but it was it was good. And then I got full, and I was just like, ah. Uh, Let's let's just do this tomorrow in the day. So, yeah, um, this has been a week of every day. It felt like something was getting revealed or announced or, uh, you know, anything. So it it started with um, something. <laughs> it was funny because it's like that first time that you know Summer Game Fest is actually like using you know Jeff Keighley's using Summer Game Fest. Anything, logos and everything to announce this on their Twitter feed, uh, to eventually announce that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, were remastered, were coming, and September 4th to PC, Xbox One, and PS4. And they later announced the soundtracks a couple of days later, and they got a lot of the songs. Yeah, I think it's um, missing like, five songs from both games. I think, I think it's like two from the first Tony Hawk and like three from the second one. Hmm. But like the song, it's actually eight from the first game and oh. four from the second game. But oh, it I might think, have been updated. But I mean, to me, I think just, the only one that's like big, I mean, I don't really know a lot of these other bands that are not, that are, you know, missing, but the only big one is bring the noise, the, the anthrax and, and uh, Chuck D yeah. song. Um, but they got a lot of the. If you take guess, a lesson, if you take a lesson from Guitar Hero and just make a uh, cover of it. Yeah, I think that was. <laughs> well, they, I guess you know they could. Right? Um, but now for the most part, they got a lot of the the other big ones. So, um, you know, if you were one of the things that were missing when they, I guess they were ports, right? When they brought them to like 360. No, those were HD remastered. I mean, they literally called it Tony Hawk HD. Like, it was built okay. from the ground up. Those were like, HD remasters, too, but that was, like, a big thing that was missing because the soundtrack didn't feel the same. I think it had, like, at least half the original song. I mean, yeah. it has, to me, it has, like, the the big three, you know, Super Bo- Superman from uh, Goldfinger, I think that's the band name, uh, mm-hmm. the Bad Religion yeah. song, and then the Mill and Colin song. Uh, so that's cool. Although, I think the Bad Religion song is, like, the... E like the radio edit version. Um, yeah, did you watch that trailer, or what do you think of that thing? I mean, I've never been a Tony Hawk, big Tony Hawk person. I played, you know, it a bit when you know they were coming out because you know I mean, I, everybody did. But... I, I was like, I I follow that series most of the way through. I didn't play like 
I didn't play a few of them. I, I didn't play Tony Hawk Four or like Proving Ground or like some of the. I I played Project Eight, but it, like past like Thug Two, I kind of stopped. I mean, that trailer looked fine, but I'm not a huge fan of like the early Tony Hawk run based games, where it's like, hey, you got to complete everything in two minutes. So that no, <laughs> I don't like doing that. Well, you. You think it's like totally that, that they didn't add any kind of adjustments so you can play kind of how you want? Or? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll have a free skate option because I mean, I don't think any of the uh, trailer footage had a timer on it. But I mean, like, as far as like progression in those games, or, like the, the, at least for the first like three games, it was always like you have to complete five go- these five goals in two minutes. And at least like two of them are really annoying because it's like you got to, you know, combo and you know do the com get the combo letters in one combo and then collect all the skate letters also if that game doesn't have bam Margera in it that'll be a disappointment to me personally <laughs> yeah so it it is so they so they started with that um with like the original like neversoft code and then vicarious visions who's uh the team working on it is they kind of modernized it a bit. There is going to be like some new moves that weren't around then, I guess, uh, skating wise. Yeah. The big one is the revert because that's was added in three. And that's what the, like the trick kind of ties it all together. Yeah. I mean, you're still going to have the, the missions that like you're used to like collecting the skate letters, you know, secret tapes, uh, all that stuff. So you can, uh, look forward to that. There, that creative park, is coming back to they can create a skate, skate uh, create a skater. So if you don't want to use one of the, uh, you know, the original skaters, you can. I mean, bring that I don't in. know about you. I always just kind of play with Tony Hawk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, I played with Bam some as well because he was big. Yeah, uh, during that time, uh, but... I always play with Tony Hawk because I think he had like the best air stat. Mm-hmm. And like those early games is all about like getting like big air. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seeing pictures, obviously, you know, you're looking at PS1 games, so, like, anything, to you know, today-wise would look way better than a PS1 game. But, uh, you know, it, it's cool that they kind of, like, scan material from the the skaters. Yeah. And then they had those skaters come back and get scanned, like, now, so that uh, you'd, you'd have, like, an updated look for them, which is which is pretty cool. Gonna be real depressing in Tony Hawk's Tony Hawk's point for a character model. Well, yeah, it's but it's like you you bail once and he's like, oh, I broke a hip. <laughs> it's like, oh no, we well, he super infused him with uh with the young Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah, body type. Just he's got the the older mind, I guess. So he he's smarter think, at this point. I think there was like some collector's edition like sold out like damn near instantly. That came with like mm-hmm. a skate or something yeah oh well yeah of course there are people that have been kind of that have always loved those games they're gonna buy that quick so i mean i think the last good one was i want to say proving or uh project eight that was like 2007 2008 maybe All right and then five came out and it was awful so yeah well, i mean they had those like three robomoto games uh you know shred ride and you know tony hawk hd collection and then yeah, Tony Hawk Five, and that's like, oh man. <laughs> I mean, this looks better than that, obviously, but anything would really. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> when you're comparing it to a like just really bad uh, game, like you said, it's just 
doing what they're doing here is a much better way to go about it. And yeah. uh, Tony Hawk was so excited he texted everybody before the reveal because he wanted to. Yeah, I guess um, people that were did they kind of like help fund it or? I think it might have been his yeah. friends or something. Yeah, his know. friends. Like, yeah, he was just so he let everybody know, and there was already kind of a leak before as the thing was counting down. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> They yeah. kept it in for a little bit. So, and, and there were a lot of people complaining about, oh, that's it. Like, that's all we're getting. And it's like, I think people well, need to kind of lower their expectations. You're not going to get a huge ass reveal every time for one of these things. Like, it's just. I mean, hell, it showed more gameplay footage in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, of course. <laughs> but but I, I, th- I mean, it's not going to have every, like, Tony Hawk level. I mean,. Back, I mean, hell, back yeah. in the day, those games came out as full price games. Like, you know, you're getting two of them for 50 bucks or 60 bucks, and it looks good. So, no, exactly. You're getting two remade games for 60 bucks. I mean, and if you're, I mean, again, like, you can't, obviously, we're covering this as a, you know, talking about it for a podcast or whatever, but you as a person aren't going to be into every gameplay style, every game. So, if it didn't make a big deal for you, then hey, there'll be one later down the line. Um, that's what happens when it's one game and not a whole, like with the inside Xbox, as much as, you know, people ragged on it. At least there was different types of games there. You know, there might have been something for you or just maybe none of those things appealed to you. Like Randy said, he just, there was nothing there that appealed to him. But yeah, um, so you had that on, it was Monday, right? So, Tuesday came uh, Epic so that they had something to show off, and it was a tech demo for Unreal 5. And that looked pretty amazing. Um, This is coming in 2021, so it's not like, you know, you're not going to see games coming out probably even in the next couple of years that can reach this graphical level. Yep. But it was really nice to finally kind of see, okay, this is what next-gen could look like. This is what it could do. What did you take out of that, or did you enjoy I mean, it, it at all? Or? It didn't have the traditional Unreal Engine texture pop-in, so that was nice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of part of the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks uh, fine, but just, I mean, it looks like one of those, like, 3D Mark demos. Like, you know... Yeah, I mean, you still had some of the, like, you know, she went into a corridor so you wouldn't see the loading. Yeah. uh, That kind of thing. But I looked amazing, and I was kind of excited to see, man, when when games can finally get like this, uh, this is is pretty awesome. Uh, You know, so uh, I'm glad that we finally got to see, I guess, something you could say, oh, this is next gen. Uh, It's not like... You're not going to be able to play it on a, and it was running in a, on a PS5, which I think that was the biggest part is that, you know, obviously like Sony and Epic have like a deal, like a development deal. So, uh, but they did mention that, you know, the PS5's SSD helps a lot of being able to run this. It can run on the Xbox Series X, but it, they'd have to kind of tone it down because the SSD isn't as good. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I think that's the cool thing is they're getting to show you a little bit of what uh, the industry could do. Will a lot of companies be able to get their games to run like that? Because that also costs a lot of money. We'll have to see. But yeah, I, I kind of did want to 
explore a little bit of that world by the time they were done with it. Like, hey, can maybe we can play a uh, Lumen in the Land of Nanite game at some point. Right. I, I don't. I don't know. Did you? I mean, I guess it kind of looked like you know Uncharted or Tomb I mean, Raider or something. Yeah, I was gonna say Tomb Raider is the obvious one to me. I was like, yep. Yeah. I know it. The uh, new Tomb Raider engine. You know, Tomb Raider game was gonna look like. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All the. Yeah, all the sand and the desert and then going through caves and stuff. That was kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Lower Croft will look, uh, will look even better going through all this in, I guess, 2022 or something. Yeah. And then, uh, also, Sony had a state of play that was all Ghost of Tsushima, or Ghost of Tsushima. Sorry, that's one of the things we learned. It's not Tsushima, it's Tsushima. And, uh, after they had kind of already announced that they're rebranding all their studios into PlayStation Studios, uh, which is using the like Marvel kind of opening look. And, you know, Xbox also did this as well. Um, it's not a big deal, but, you know, at least they all kind of have a brand now, uh, to be under. But yeah, I mean, did you watch the, the I mean, Ghost gameplay? I saw parts of it, and they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be you, there's a black and white filter, and it's, you can set the game to Japanese." It's like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Well, like, you the saw game, the end part, though. Like, yeah, I mean, it looked good. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be quite for me, but yeah, I I watched the the whole thing. I really, enjoy, I mean, I know you don't you don't care about the customization, but I did like the you can collect various dyes. Die flowers I mean, throughout the that's world. That's fine. I kind of think that's fine. Like I don't, I don't mind that yeah. necessarily. Yeah. I mean, well, I just, I found it interesting that like you're collecting things throughout the world that changes the color and then changes your customization and that like your gear, what you wear, you know, has different attributes and obviously depends on your play style. If you want to play as uh ghost, you know, ninja style, or if you want to play a samurai jin. Yeah. So. I mean, to me, say, I mean, ahead. to me, it still looks like a better version of like uh, country country stealth assassin. Yeah the the ninja part, when he, when they were going through the ghost part, I was like, okay, yeah, this definitely gives me like Tenchu vibes, just kind of yeah. crossing around. I mean, I love the assassinations are cool. It's just you can press a button and then it jumps down and uh, assassinates them in like various ways. Uh, one of them was like. You could hear the bone crunching as he like puts the dagger through his neck and just pulls it back out. It's like, ouch. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I mean, I like too that he didn't just, he had to keep using that style too when you got up to like the bigger samurais. Like he had to find a way to either use a kunai or use a smoke bomb or something like that. It wasn't just, okay, well, now I can just turn into this badass guy that can use a sword all of a sudden. Like, so. You really do have to decide how you want to play. Um, I didn't really, I don't know if that was like, they made it seem like there was a quick time event with the, when the samurai was out. Yeah. Uh, for the, I didn't understand what those, the L2 and R2 thing at the bottom really meant, but uh, I think what I liked the most was the, how you can explore the, the world with, you know, you can show the map and it kind of shows you things or whatever, but you can also kind of use like the wind and, uh, like birds and foxes can show you how to get to certain hidden areas. Right. Which that's, that's cool instead of like, oh, here's this map and you got to follow this point and 
whatever. It makes you feel like you're more in the world. I guess like Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, so why do you say it's uh, not for you? I mean, it didn't look quite as uh, Souls-like as like Sekiro or Neo, but it looked similar to that. <laughs> Like it, yeah, didn't look quite, it didn't look quite as re- like regimented, mm-hmm. but it still looked, you know, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm interested to see is, did they, how much did they borrow from that, or did they borrow from that at all, or does it kind of feel that way? Maybe only the, like, big duels are that way, and then a lot of the other stuff is not. Well, I mean, like, uh, that Star Wars game was a lot like that. I think that was, like, a really good... Uh, you know, line between the two, you know, between like an action game and like a RPG or Souls-like game. Yeah, I, I think you do have, I mean, it's not, you are going to have to, I guess, like no combos or kind of have your time to strike, time to parry, right? It's, it it tells you that right there in the, the gameplay you're watching. Yeah. Um. So, you know that doesn't bother me. Like if they, if you want to make the big battles feel like they're big and you have to know what you're doing, that's that's fine. That's part of a game, uh, you know. I, but if uh, you know the the other combat stuff is not as rigorous, then right, I can it gives you time to adapt and you can you can learn the other stuff. So I, the, I'm the, interested. The big, yeah, the big question is uh, where's Tom Cruise? <laughs> uh, not yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's some people wondering, but you know, hey, you can play it in English at least, right? So yeah, there's a, I might play that one in uh, Japanese though. Uh, they made a big deal about that, but it does help it feel kind of uh, authentic. So that's cool. I I love the. I don't wouldn't use it too much, but I did like that you had the option of putting that black and white like grain on there too. That's I mean, cool. yeah, they you can do it with any game with like, if you screw the color, you know, yeah. the color. But I like that you can like kind of toggle it on and off, so you can have it for the big fights if you want, and then just kind of because that world is like pretty to look at. So yeah, you know, I just want to see how the full game is. You know how the how many side quests are we are we talking about it? Just kind of just being there, and uh, I I did like that it like shows you the map shows you different things, how to get to certain things. Uh, without having to just it constantly be there, remind you that was that was nice too. So yeah, uh, lots to look forward to with this game. We'll see when it comes out in, in two months now. Yep. Uh, and a month away from Last of Us Part Two at this point. So yeah, and the last two, the last big two PS4 games really. <laughs> yep, the last two big PS4 games all coming out within two months from now, and. Hey, if we're already talking about this quarter being the largest for video game sales in U.S. history, um, let's see if that continues throughout as things keep changing. Obviously, people having to go with video games as a source of entertainment because they couldn't get out of their house um, probably helps. But it will be interesting to see if people end up, like, maybe people that weren't so much uh, big gamers, maybe kind of keep their eye on things a little bit more and check out maybe more games coming like last of us, like ghost. And yeah. uh, that helps their sales too. So yeah. In- interesting. And speaking of remakes, we got another, uh, learn about, or we learned about, um, the mafia trilogy getting remastered. And the first one is a complete remake. Apparently 
Well, that oh, first right. one's like an original, I think an original Xbox and like PS2 game. Mm-hmm. So that would be the one to do. Like Mafia 2 was, I think, a early 360 game, maybe? Yeah. And then Mafia 3 was the uh, more recent one. <laughs> yeah, because the first Mafia was from 2002. Yeah. And then Mafia 2, which is actually coming, I think, on Tuesday, uh, is from 2010. So Yeah. yeah like... And then Mafia 3 was like 2015 or something, or, you know, around there. Yeah, around there. So. Yeah, 2016, actually. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I know you. You played it. You no, played I never three. played it. You never I, played them? Okay. I think I played a little too, but I didn't like maybe like just an hour or something. I know three is like the one that it actually had like a good story. Mm-hmm. Like I, the only thing I remember, I played like a little more too, maybe like maybe like a few hours. I remember the game world was like super empty, and it's like why is this an open world when there's like nothing to do? <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Well, they added like uh, DLC to three as well to. Yeah. Make it longer. Well, three is the one where you're like rising up, uh, in like the sixties, and like <laughs> I think it's like you discover or like you're a part of like the JFK assassination or something like that. Something really weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh... I I don't have a huge fondness for that series, but I mean, if they want to re- remake them or you know re put them out, sure. Especially if it's going to be sixty bucks for all three, like, I guess. <laughs> And twenty for each one of those is not bad. Yeah, you know, and they're not so. like bad game. I I don't think they're bad games. I like at least the second one. I thought it was kind of boring personally, but I know the third one really amps it up a little or makes it like have more of a personality. Like that's the thing I remember about those first two games. It's like these games just have like zero personality or like zero character. <laughs> I think the, yeah. I think the second one they were like we got playboys in this one. It's like okay, like sure <laughs> I guess. I mean, there's there's good story in each one of those. It's just uh, by the time you got that three, you kind of like you said, you're oh, here's uh, doing open world stuff, and it's just kind of feels like. Well, I remember like three right, like, actually had like more of that stuff. It's like finally populated this world with something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I probably won't unless it like hits like a discount. I probably won't get it, but I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> Sure, some people will. They can make. I mean, they made three of those games, so there's obviously an audience somewhere. Yeah, with uh, with 2K having their other big games kind of hitting Switch at the end of the month, uh, I guess why not? All right, let's yeah. just get all of our uh, more of our big games out there to get people uh, playing, and and of course making sales. So that's that helps. I think a lot of people are excited for the Mafia One remake, and then. The other two are getting definitive editions, and that's a uh, mileage may vary by that point. So I'm sure like two will probably be like beefed up a little. Like it won't be like completely remade, but you know it'll have like the like the highest assets it you know originally had or something like that. And like three is still a modern enough game. I mean, three came out on these consoles, so <laughs> yep. So that's, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't really need to do much adjustments to that. Plus, you can already get that original game pretty, ch- that, that, uh, three pretty cheap anyway. Yeah. If you know. Uh, also announced, uh, just out of nowhere, and also coming out the same day as Ghost of Tsushima is the Paper Mario, the Origami King, which, you know, people were already kind of saying, oh god, we have nothing announced after Xenoblade, like, or well, the, that, um, 
that collection of the the games or whatever that you're kind of interested in. But I mean, for if we're talking about like games, those big games, those games that you're used to playing on Switch, Xenoblade was kind of that last one. Right. And then we'd already heard about Paper Mario coming back as part of the whole Mario's having an anniversary thing. We still haven't heard anything about the 3D remasters or anything like that, but at least we got a cool announcement of Paper Mario, the Origami King, coming out July 17th uh, on Switch. I like the like ominous opening. <laughs> the kind yeah, of it looks like Peach is like a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. With um, uh, apparently King Ollie is the main villain, and that's, I guess, what he was trying to do was freak out Mario. Uh, by coming out as Peach and asking him, are you going to crease yourself for the betterment of the world? And he's like, no. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter if you say yes or no. Um, you've made the wrong answer. And then kind of going on, they're like there's a new uh, battle system that's like puts your enemies in like a, ra a uh, like a ring. And yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how that battle system works. I'm kind of one of those that I like those early games better because they had more of the RPG mechanics and they kind of took away a lot of that as the, you know, games went on. Didn't that last one, the sticker one, like, kind of bomb critically? Like, I remember, like, a lot of people didn't really like it. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like Sticker Star. <laughs> so that that was an issue. Like, some people were worried about, oh, this kind of looks like Sticker Star 3 or whatever. And, uh, you know... It's it is I, what it is. I just hope they don't go too much on that. They, I they just, yeah. Go ahead. I just have no fondness for that series at all. Like personally, <laughs> like I, I understand why they made it, but it's like just make a Mario RPG two. <laughs> well, I mean, would they do that? It's funny to like they have so much of this. Um, you know, Square does a lot for them now. Yeah, it's like so, just you know, partner up, partner up with Square again, or hey, just buy them off, getting Mallow and Gino back, and you know, I, I, would, I mean, at this point, I would take a, like a Mario RPG like HD version. That'd be great to me. <laughs> I just wonder if like, and especially now that you've added in like RPG mechanics and that, uh, you know, Zelda now, you know, there are probably some even in Metroid Four. It just it's weird to you see how RPGs tend to do on your system, you know, the Bravelys, the um Octopath, uh even the Xenoblades and all that. It's like it's weird to there's nobody out there or not out there, I guess, but maybe it's just not internal and not a big enough internal yell and scream inside of Nintendo for people to say, Hey, let's uh let's bring back uh Super Mario RPG, you know, or let's yeah. let's make a second one of these. You know, that they would consider buying Geno and uh, all that and say, OK, let's just make it in-house and so we don't have to have uh, Square involved if, you know, Square is too busy, you know, now with how many ever iterations they're going to have of Final Fantasy VII Remake and other games that they're doing. So, yeah, it's just I feel like if, it's got to be an internal push in right. itself for them to do that and just maybe that's just them saying, hey, we wanted to put our own character on this. Here's here's a Mario version of that. Here's here's a Mario with however we want to do it, and and this is as close as you're gonna get, which is kind of sad. But um, 
I, I did like that uh, Bowser apparently helps you here and like the bomba bombs and uh at the end they have like a little uh samus teaser where the samus helmet falls on top of mario and he he makes the pew pew noises which is that was funny uh good job nintendo you know that people are waiting on that yeah um but yeah i mean i just i kind of want to see more before i totally get excited but good to know that it's coming soon not something that you have to wait you know, till later in the year, or, right, or, or whatever. And uh, that was that was kind of it for the, I guess, like big game announcements. Uh, there was a lot. There's a little bit of controversy, I think, along with that stuff with the inside Xbox. That uh, right now Ubisoft is only targeting 30 FPS on Xbox Series X um, because I guess they want to make sure the run the game runs well in 4K and all that, and of course, Microsoft says that they want games to run at 4K 60 for Series X, so... Well, it's like, that, well, too bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I wonder if that has to do with... Because you're also having to make these games for PS4, Xbox One, they don't want to have to have so many different versions that they have to create. So just have it all run at 30, and then you can just up-res the, the actual graphics instead. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the FPS in those games doesn't mean a whole lot to me. It's not like a racing game, yeah. like some Twitch right. shooter or something. Like, there's a lot of times where you're kind of just walking around slowly, so it doesn't really matter. Or even like the combat is very. I mean, most of the combat in those games is very, uh, like I wouldn't say combo heavy, but very like pattern based or re- repetitious. Methodical. So like, yeah, methodical. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, like yeah, you just hold down, you know. R2, R2 and then hold square X and then keep blocking everything and counter killing everything. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I I think people are making too much of a big deal about this. Like anytime there's some kind of thing that goes against, you know, it's like people spend half the, I felt like that entire day that there was the, uh, you know, unreal five tech demo, uh, discussion was, well, that was just a tech demo. Like, that was just this. That wasn't really gameplay. That wasn't, it's like, God, can we just marvel at something for once? Can we just enjoy something and not constantly try to be tearing it down or be picking side in the stupid console war about which company, you know, that doesn't really care about you runs their system runs better or whatnot. It's like, at the end of the day, it's not good for Sony to not exist. It's not good for Microsoft to not exist, or Xbox to not exist. Like, just let them be and enjoy your, if you really need to pick one side, enjoy your console and leave it alone. <laughs> it's like, uh, this, these stupid wars every time there's something that, that comes out saying, I think that was also part of it. It's like, oh, well, this can't run on a Series X. So that means that PlayStation 5 is better. It's like, who cares? Buy whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh but uh something that did kind of deserve its its ridicule and critique was Anthem when it came out. And so they've spent, you know, earlier this year Anthem talked about how they wanted to basically rework and redo uh Anthem to to give it another life, you know, to try to see if it can have a even maybe a, like a cult following like Fallout 76 or something. Uh 
I don't know that you're talking about like Final Fantasy 14 levels of people loving it or even Destiny. Uh, I think Anthem never got to that point where it had these. De- I, I think also like the, I think people that the thing people tend to like not think about when you say, oh, well, now Final Fantasy 14 is our target is just like wow with you know bringing back wow classic and all that it's like this is this is also goes into the fandom of final fantasy itself it goes into the fandom of warcraft itself of people like loving those franchises so much that they want to see it succeed no matter what whereas yeah well it's, it's more like you know final fantasy or uh warcraft you know they have you know, a historical cachet, or they have, right. you know, fans. And, like, Anthem was coming off Mass Effect Andromeda, which no one liked. It was coming off Dragon Age Inquisition, which, I I mean, it had its fans, but it wasn't, like, the most popular game ever. Yeah. And it was coming yeah. off Mass Effect 3, which, again, I mean, it's a fine game, but it didn't knock everyone's Yeah, the ending off. soured a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, so, like, it's coming off of, like, you know, it's diminishing, you know, it's a weird decline of Bioware. It's, like, a, a somewhat good game, a somewhat like lesser good game, and then a straight up bad game. And it's like people were kind of hoping that Anthem would like reverse fortunes. And it's like, if anything, it spiraled down even further. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I get what they're they're doing is try to do something out of. They're trying to make something out of all that time they spent making this game, but it's apparently a small team right now. It's only like thirty developers are are working uh, on this. I mean, obviously, the, again the the work from home thing hurts here because you can't just, it's not as easy to like all of a sudden allocate another 10 people or whatever to working on this. Like you could, if you're all kind of in the same office or the same like workspace and go, okay, well, Hey, we're really starting to go after what they're trying to do here with Anthem. Let's, let's put another studio on this or, or whatever. So um, we'll see how this goes. I mean, it's going to take some time. I'm. I'll be surprised if we hear any more about it, like substantial. Yeah. Uh, the only thing. The only thing I expect to hear is that Anthem thing got canceled. <laughs> really? You think it'll just get to that point? Yeah. Because, like, I think, I think Square, like, you know, the obvious one is Final Fantasy fourteen. It's like <laughs> Square needed to fix that because you know you're pissing off a lot of Final Fantasy fans, and it's like they they saw it as like a personal embarrassment. That's why, like. Right, after 11. Well, that's why the people who made Final Fantasy XIV, like the original Final Fantasy XIV, like left the company or committed suicide or whatever. Like, I mean, EA releasing a shitty game, it's like, eh, whatever. Like, Well, no, it hurt those developers a lot. I mean, you saw them get on constantly and say that they didn't deserve this treatment that they were getting from people and and all that stuff. And it's understandable people are upset because they bought into something they thought was going to be good and then... You know, it turned out not to be, um, based on demos and based on other things. And, uh, you know, it, a lot of it also EA itself kind of staggering releases and just kind of felt like rushing the game out as well and kind of saying, okay, I mean, we'll fix this that, later. But that's EA's, yeah. that's been EA's, you know, modus operandi for years. Like they get it out and is barely finished or, you know, half finished and they will fix it and then. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, Anthem wasn't uh, isn't the only game that's that's gone through this with EA, but I mean, you know, Destiny kind of had the same uh, issues when it first came out as well. 
and it wasn't until much later. Well, I think like the, I think at least Destiny, like, the two things that stand up for Destiny is like one, I think the gameplay, just the basic gameplay loop was satisfying enough. Mm-hmm, yeah, but but also I think Bungie was heavily committed into like Destiny, like that's their game, or you know, Activision was you know paying for it at the time, but it's like that's the only game they got going, so they have to make it work, or they have to make it good. Like Bioware, there's rumors about like you know the Dragon Age game that they're messing around with, or you know their fourth one, or like maybe them finally porting like Mass Effect, you know. Yeah, the Mass Effect remaster might finally be company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have other games. I I just see this as like a failed experiment that, like, it, it'll be like poochied, you know, let's forget about it completely in like a year or two. We'll see, because I feel like there was a lot of people at Bioware. I wonder if this is more I mean, of an I, EA thing of I, I think, let's I think try to get like, this. I think Bioware, they want to fix it, but, it, you know, EA is holding the purse strings, and it's like, you yeah. know, they're, they're one of the most ruthless companies in the world. So it's like, I wouldn't expect them to go. To have a mea culpa and go, hey, we'll give you this fifty more million, fifty million dollars to fix it. They'll be like, we're just gonna forget about this and move on. <laughs> yeah, like that is the thing is, how long will they give Bioware to work on this before they cut the cord? Because that's like, I mean, the thing is with you know, you've seen it when a company commits, like Ubisoft. Uh, yeah, you turn out I mean, Six Siege and For Honor, which. They turned, they weren't as well received. I mean, you know, uh, I guess, I don't know if you say Division went through the same thing, but they worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, and then they, you know, especially Six Siege is still one of the biggest games out there that's well, a service I mean, game. Division just made a sequel. <laughs> that helped yeah. them quite a bit. But I mean, like, yeah, or even like, uh, I mean, I still don't think it's a good game, or, you know, it has, I, I haven't played it, but I just scuttlebutt. It's like that Rainbow Six Ghost game, Ghostlands. Or, Oh, Breakpoint. Break, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think that's still a good game, but I mean, they've kept at it. And it's like, I guess I applaud you for that, but I think the difference is like, they also, like, they, they, like Ubisoft in particular seems to actually care about their customers for yeah. providing like, a good gameplay experience. And they also are willing to delay games <laughs> or, you know, oh, yeah. EA like is not. <laughs> yeah, like we've seen. Right, we're we're still talking about games that we're talking about. We talk about Wild and Beyond Good and Evil Two that we haven't seen much of, or even uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, my example would have been like Watch Dogs Legion. But yeah, like, yeah. Well, no, I think their thing is too right. Like they understand if we fix these games and people get into them, this is just income that we now have that we're generating. That people are playing, people are staying in our ecosystem, they're enjoying our games. And then we can use that to continue to fund the bigger games and and all that stuff, which, I mean, EA now has that with Apex Legends, uh, thanks to Respawn. So I wonder if Apex can continue to do what it does. Obviously, you're not having to pay for Apex, which which helps a lot. How much of a leash do they give Bioware before they tell them, okay, just just start working on Dragon Just everybody work on Dragon Age. We're done with this. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, I guess uh, Fred Willard just passed away. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, according according to uh, Rolling Stone, at least. From COVID or from? No, I mean he was eighty six. I mean, probably oh. just old natural causes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you know we had a uh, little Richard pass as well recently, and 
Um, and we've been having a lot of a lot of the older like musicians and artists kind of yeah pass recently as well. So. Uh, Oh, well, speaking of that, I mean, I didn't put this in the doc. There's a game, there's a game called, uh, Darwin Project. Yeah, I got, uh, stop. They stopped making it. Yeah, after, and yeah. it came out like four months ago, like the official release. No, date. no, it's, well, it's been out in early access. Oh, I know, I know that, yeah. but I mean, like their official, like, launch date was like January. And, you know, after four months, they're kind of tossing in the towel, honestly. Wow, that's yeah. rough. I mean, <laughs> that was that, that was that game that they came out at E3. And, uh, they made the big deal with the YouTubers playing it and all that other stuff. Yeah. It was free to play. And then it's like, went absolutely nowhere. Yep. Like, yeah. Okay. That's, that seems, uh, that was surprising because I, like, I remember that coming out and then like no one talking about it. Most most free to play games. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, Valorant's kind of, there right now. I don't feel like Valorant's making the as big a splash as like Apex did last year. There are people playing it obviously, especially right now with what's going on. And I mean it's there in those circles, right? The streaming circles and everything, but I don't know. I felt like Apex was like this thing that dominated for a while until it kinda calmed down and um I know it's breaking like Fortnite records and everything like that, but hmm. Uh but yeah, like so Valorant's there and you're just constantly funny. Uh, didn't um, the calling now made a comeback as well with a weird pay system where you can play yeah, it was like, like three games play, like, for ninety nine cents? Or well, like you play one match for free, like one match per day, and then if you want to play more, you have to pay. Yeah, and it's like what? <laughs> like Fortnite's right there for free. I mean, why would you charge people to play something? But or I mean, I mean, it costs money, obviously, but like Overwatch, like you know, you can get Overwatch. I got about Overwatch for like five bucks. I mean, I like yeah. the PC version. And it's like, yeah, you just, I mean, if you want to play that game, you can play it forever. <laughs> but imagine if you, it's like, you can play one Overwatch match a, match a day, and that's, you know, if you want to play more, pony up a dollar. I mean, I guess it's like the old arcade model, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, best of luck to them, but I don't know. I, Isn't I don't like know calling that it's going to. Like one or two, like near fatal. I thought that it. that last time it was like near fatal, and they kind of went away and kept working on it, and then all of a sudden, oh, here we are again. And but then you come out with this model of like, okay, you pay for you play for free one time, and then okay, well now I got to start paying, and it's like, I guess this is a just another type of microtransaction, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that world is so it changes all the time now. Yeah. I always think about uh, that Evolve game that came out in like 2015, the four-on-one monster game. Like, I still don't know why those games still come out. It's like, yeah. other than well, I mean, like Dead by Daylight, I feel like... I think it was... Uh, I think you offered me... Didn't you offer me like that Predator game? I asked if you were interested. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. And it's like, yeah. I said no. I mean, first of all, I'm not a, just not a huge Predator fan. But it's like the company making it, Ilphonic, it's like they made Nexoese, which doesn't exist anymore. And yeah. then they made that Friday the 13th game, which also doesn't exist anymore. I mean, well, that was more of uh, the people that yeah. have the license to Freddy, to, uh, yeah. not Freddy, to Jason kind of kabosh. Yeah, like lost the rights or something. But it's like, yeah. I mean, 
Also, I mean, their games are just very middling, to say the least. So it's like it was weird because that game came out and there was a lot of backlash against it. And then all of a sudden, it just got this like cult following and people that like loved it, loved it because apparently, if you play with a bunch of friends, it's great. But if you're just playing with like, randoms, it's not. Didn't like, like didn't you say like Stephanie got into it for a while, or is that a yeah? Stephanie got into it. Even Robert got into it a lot. Um, well, she got people into playing it with her. Yeah, and it's like. Okay, I can see the appeal, but it's just it's just like that evolve game of like this eventually runs its course, and it's the same thing with like the what isn't Resident Evil Resistance like this? I know. Yeah, so it's just like I don't know why these games keep coming out, uh, but okay, you know. Always if blame you, uh, Left for Dead. <laughs> I guess, but it doesn't. There's so many other ways to like try to match that style, you know? Yeah. Uh, and not do the four versus one thing, but yeah. So, uh, also, uh, Jay Allard is going to work at Intellivision, who's, uh, spent 20 years at Microsoft and he was involved from everything from launching the original console to Xbox Live Arcade. And he's going to help, uh, I guess make sure this comes out. He's like the marketing director. Yeah. Uh, do you have any interest in that in television thing? No, I don't. It, to me, it's like the Atari thing. Like, I think it's cool that this is coming and they have what, like an exclusive Earthworm Jim game or whatever. But it's like, okay. I mean, props like, to him for wanting to have his dream, I guess. I, I guess it's like, I mean, I think, oh, unlike the Atari thing, I think this thing will actually come out. Yeah. I mean, but it is such a hyper specific like uh customer that wants it that they will sell four of these things because it's like kids aren't going to want it because kids are probably going to look at the games and just go like this isn't Fortnite or this isn't well kids won't know what it is yeah and i i think a lot of these games are really like simple compared to like games of today like i mean you and i remember playing earthworm jim as a kid but if you right if you gave that to your daughter she'd be like what the fuck is this and this back to playing Roblox or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't think like, I don't think like adults are, are going to want this thing necessarily. Maybe it's like, a, like I think like it'll appeal to like a very occasional retro fans. But if you ask 10 gamers, like what's in television, they're going to like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, did, did you ever play it in television? Let me ask you that. No, I hadn't. No, neither have I. I so. I was that, like uh, that, that's you had to hook it up to your TV, right? Or yeah, it was. Like, I mean, oh. it was like a uh, Atari or something like that. Yeah, but I I just don't think like I don't think the market is there for this thing at all. To like, I, I yeah. see people going like, oh, you know, can another console come out? Can like another big console come out aside from like the you know PlayStation and Xbox? And it's like, no, I think this thing will bear that out entirely because it's like I'm not going to pay. This and this thing is actually uh, you can pre-order it from GameStop for three hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's like you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like uh... I think I think it will only appeal to like the YouTube retro video, you know, guys like people like that. But like, imagine if you were imagine like if you were a kid, and your mom, you know, like the end of this year, and you know, you say I want a PS Five, and your mom comes home with the Intel, you know, the Intellivision Amico. It's like. You might have a tantrum on your hands. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get that, but it is what it is. 
Uh, yeah. Also, Nintendo announced their uh, games for May for the NES and the SNES. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I like, I like, I'm a big fan of, I liked Wild Guns. Uh, so I've never played that more in an arcade than I did um, on the actual system. But, uh, you know, if you like those kind of, I mean, so like Rygar, um, Wild Guns, and uh, whatchamacallit? Operation Logic Bomber are kind of like shooters in a way. Like, uh, Wild Guns is your, you got these big enemies and you sh- shoot at them with different characters and kind of Rygar is a side scroller that you shoot kind of like Contra and. Is that what Rygar? Oper- oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's what I remember. Um, I, I just remember about yeah. Rygar, the, uh, the PS2 game. Yeah, I, I think he like has that also. Like he okay. he has like different weapons, and you can kind of it also has like platforming and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Um, where it, like Operation Logic Bomb, it's kind of more like I guess um, the Metal Gear games for the NES that you like walk around, shoot, walk around, shoot. Yep, with one character. Um, so th- that's fine. And then uh, paneled upon. I think that's what that's called. Is kind of like as like uh, puzzle league, or you know, uh, Tetris. You have the blocks, and you try to uh, make make the uh, things go in a row so you can keep getting points. So I mean, it's yeah. not huge hits, right? Like you like the joke you made, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I those they have their I mean, fans, they're still, right? So adding games to the thing, which I guess is nice. <laughs> I don't know, but, but when was the last time that February? Yeah, so yeah, they did say like I guess once a quarter they were going to do this. So. Speaking of Tetris, uh, they just released uh, Tetris Effect for like the Oculus Quest. Oh, nice! You going to play it there too? Uh maybe. I I saw a video and like the visuals looked a little worse. <laughs> like, <it's> a <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think it's just it's weird that you know Nintendo. I get it that like. The NES Classic and the SNES Classic are out there, well, right? So maybe they feel like they need to fill this with like lesser known games or whatever. But I don't know. I, it's not the. I know. mean, I was gonna say like I mean they're out there, but not anymore. Like it's not like they kept making them. Yeah, I mean it's just like look at what's come this year. Aside from the ones we talked about, it's like Poppin' Twin B, Shadow the Ninja, which okay, cool. Um, Smash Tennis, which was you know fine for its day. An eliminator boat duel. Like it's like, it's not stuff that you go, okay, I would never play in that game. It's stuff that, man, you really had to be playing games back then. Yeah. Uh, or in arcades to know what those games are. Uh, so and like, and there's a lot of games that, unless Nintendo is possibly saying we don't want to put these out there because then if we want to release, say, a Final Fantasy collection on Switch of the first six games, they can't feel like they could do it with it being out there on the eShop as well, right? Because once you get it as part of a service, you're not going to pay for it. Um, or, you know, Chrono Trigger, or I can't think of other another big game at this point that... I mean, they, they have most of the, like, big, I guess, uh, you know, Nintendo franchises, the Marios and the Zeldas. Yeah, but they don't have... I mean, they have some third-party stuff, but not a you know, not a huge ton, obviously. Right. I mean, it, like obviously, you know, Konami was doing their Castlevania and Contra things, so they didn't necessarily want you to 
be getting that stuff for free and then you wouldn't pay for the collections. So, I mean, I think I, also some stuff would be like hard to get. Yeah. Like, I, I, go, I think a good game would be like, uh, and I actually don't think it's on there, like the Turtles and Turtles uh, in Time. Yeah. Yeah, Turtles in Time game. And it's like, that's such a mess of a license at this point that who knows? Yeah. I wonder if it's that. I wonder also, again, if it's like. Or, or something like Smash TV. Or Super Super Smash TV, really. But yeah, um, I just do wonder if that's uh, something that you know we're we're looking at and saying uh, these companies are going. Ah, well, you, you need to pay us this much for it, and Nintendo goes, uh, "We're not." So Nintendo's not pay... not about that, right? Like, Nintendo's well, like you not... want us to pay. You want us to pay for it? Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing with it? <laughs> yeah, like Nintendo's not Microsoft, where they're willing to pay to have their games on this service or whatever, or you know how Sony strikes deals for their PS Plus stuff. Um, it's just I, I think Nintendo kind of says, okay, we'll just take whatever you're willing to give. I'm not going to say that they don't go and try to get those big games, but I think they're not making a big old. They're not trying really hard either. Yeah, they're not, it's not right. a huge. It's not a huge initiative for them. Yeah, it's but not. I think I'll, I think the difference between like Nintendo and Microsoft is Nintendo has a huge backlog of their own crap, and most of their stuff is obviously better than ninety percent of what came in the system. <laughs> I just wonder why you don't just. I get it that you want to have this as an initiative to buy the Switch Online thing, but like I I wonder if at some point Nintendo either says we're going to do a Game Pass thing or we're just going to do a virtual console, but this time we're going to make sure your stuff continues on. Like, uh, I don't think we'll ever do that, that one. <laughs> I, I just like, because I mean, people will do it if they put these games out for sale, they'll buy it again. But it just, I just feel like at this point, uh, well, I think like, you know, it's a sense of like, you know, fool me one, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. It's yeah. like, they did this, you know, going from the Wii to the Wii U, they should have done it, obviously, but they didn't. Right. But then going from the Wii U to this thing, they certainly should have done it, and yes. they didn't. Yes, they so should So it's like, well, fuck you guys then. Like, you expect me to buy it? Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like Steam 2 will ever be released. You know, you're going to have to re- rebuy your games and that thing. Like, Right, but like that's the thing, too, of just, then why not? You see how it's doing, you don't need, okay, so this is what I feel like we're going to eventually get with PS Now. Like, it's. I don't think they're. You're not going to see Sony put their first party games on there like Microsoft. But I think it will be something that they eventually evolve into, where they do put um, third party things or older I, I think, games onto, and you can well, play it. I think like Sony will put like the older first party stuff on there. Like it won't be right. like the date date stuff Microsoft does. But you know, I think if they wanted, they could put like Horizon Zero Dawn on it or. Uh, maybe even Days Gone if they really want to do, but like you know the old Resistance game or like Injustice, not Injustice, mm-hmm. uh, Infamous, or you know stuff like that. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I, I do think we'll eventually get that as a way to get people to keep going on with the service. But I feel like Nintendo's missing a big thing here. Of here is something that people are going to pay for. Maybe even make them pay separate, like Microsoft does with Game Pass, and you put your older games on there for people to play as part of a service, and you can continue to put older games on there. You already have some of this library, and this way, those 
companies are getting compensated for it and not so much of a, okay, it's on here and we feel like you're just getting whatever. And I don't know. I feel like it's something Nintendo is well, missing out on. Nintendo that they still could. barely understands how the internet works. So, <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's kind of like Sony. Why, when your first party game so like hotcakes, waste the time doing that? I don't know. It's just an another revenue stream that they could do eventually to give these older titles life, I guess, and not have to be something that you come out every quarter and it's things like this that, yeah, this will get some people excited. It'll be something you can play for a little bit, but yeah. You know. I, I don't see anyone going like, oh, I, I finally got to buy a Switch. Rygar's coming to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not really, I don't think you're really buying a Switch for this stuff, but if you put some of the bigger games on there, it could. Or you move up to not NES and not just NES and SNES. You move up to some other systems. Yeah. And put those, you know, Game Boy Advance, uh, 64, um, GameCube. Uh, I don't know if they would include DS because the 3DS is still out there, but at least those. Well, I mean, even the 3DS <laughs> is not really. I mean... They may make like one or two games for it a year, but I mean that thing is like seven years old. Right, but people are still buying it, so I think I you could put like I said. I mean, even if they start with GBA sixty four and uh, GameCube games, I think people would be happy with that. Yeah, you know, to 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 get something different out there, um, something you don't have classic consoles of that people might really. And this is that like our age group of nostalgia, I guess, um, or even a little bit younger age group of nostalgia that might be playing your switch and go, Oh man, I remember these games. And I don't know, just a thought for Nintendo to eventually do something with this. But again, when your new stuff is selling, well, you don't really need to focus so much on the old stuff. And I think that's Microsoft. It was pushed into a corner to try to do something different. Yeah, exactly. It's worked out for them, the Game Pass thing. But they're also having to pay a lot of these developers and everything else to get these games on there as part of their service. And and it's cool when they show up, right? But eventually they do leave, as we saw with, you know, uh, Rockstar replaced GTA with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And so if you were really having fun playing GTA, well, I mean, yeah, now you can buy that game for kind of nothing but still it's just an example of those games do eventually leave and if you kind of forgot that the games do leave that service well it's it's gone and you never played it but yeah um so uh finally here also something uh i thought that'd be kind of interesting to you because you uh you know we're we're both a doctor who fans and uh, you've been playing like that Doctor Who like VR yeah i, I was actually going to bring thing. this up the VR thing <laughs> was uh you know so maze theory was able to raise uh, like 1.4 million pounds to get additional funding to make a trilogy of the of Doctor Who uh, VR games, so that The Edge of Time now has like a trilogy uh, coming. So there'll be two projects uh, coming with with to, that'll have the Doctor Who name on it. Uh, and I think they're also doing like a Peaky Blinders VR. Yeah, thing. Peaky Blinders. Yep. Um, I didn't like that Doctor Who thing. <laughs> like, I think like. Well, it's like very weirdly cheap. I thought like they had Jodie Whittaker doing voice, but there's a there's no character in the game. Like she appeared in like some like hologram thing, but you never like meet her or anything. Right. She's like barking at 
barking orders at you from like a you know from your headphones or, or from like stuff like that. Uh, I don't think I think Doctor Who in specifically is a game that like or a franchise that's very hard to do a game about. Yeah, it is. Like I think they they did those Doctor Who adventure games like a decade ago or like around there. Those were like passable, but they weren't like good <laughs> necessarily. Uh, I mean, I get, I I just find it kind of incredible. Like it's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> Doctor Who would have to like really require somebody to really love that franchise, and you would have to build a truly epic story that allowed you to get in the TARDIS and kind of go places, and you go on this. I guess like a story journey of going into different time periods and kind of experiencing those worlds or whatever. It's just like, like you said, it's something you can do over on a TV show through 10 episodes or whatever a season. And well, I mean, yeah. here's the thing is they already did that. They already, they already did that. A perfect Doctor Who game. It's called Chrono Trigger and it came out in 19, yeah. 1995. I mean, except for the world, you know, building alien planets part. Right, no, but part of the lore, uh, like of Doctor Who, is I mean, yes, it has its own like original alien character, but is your you're going and you know going into Civil War times and seeing what it would have been like, and yeah, yeah, meeting uh actual people from those times and yes, yeah, I mean, uh, someone should just do like a like a uh, ROM edit from Chrono Trigger and just have it be Jodie Whittaker or something. It'd be it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, or you'd have to be basically like be three or four different Assassin's Creed games yeah. in one, and I think that's it's too big of a game I mean, to do. I mean, it's also, also the same problem. It's kind of the same similar problem as like a Superman game. It's like, this character is essentially invulnerable. Uh, and, you know, super speed and super you know strength and all that crap. It's like, how do you make a game about this then? Like, Batman is easy because Batman's just a dude with a grappling hook. But yeah, and, Superman, yeah. not so much. And he has these villains that also have like their own, you know, lore and their own like attacks and things and whatever. You know, like it's Superman's just how do you make it to where these dudes realistically have a chance? Well, it's easy. You yeah. put it, you strap Superman in a VR environment. <laughs> And have somebody fog, wearing kryptonite all the time? Like, yeah, kryptonite fog is everywhere for some reason. Uh, I mean, I I don't think I'll play this new Doctor Who game unless it gets like super good reviews. But like the first one, the Edge of Time one, I just I didn't like the puzzles at all, and it, I didn't like. Yeah, I just didn't like it. <laughs> it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that is a bummer. That oh, this isn't game related, but did you see they're making another new Star Trek show? Again, another one? Oh no, I didn't. There, it's going to be. Uh, so in just uh, Star Trek Discovery two, they introduced you know Captain Pike and Spock and Number One. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be about them. Like it's called, I think, Strange New Worlds. I mean, if it's making CBS All Access some money, then. Well, I mean, people really yeah. liked uh, Pike or Anson Modest Pike. He was actually really good in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spock was, I guess, okay. I mean, he. He's like really kind of weird in that role, but he was fine. And like number one, Re- Rebecca Romaine said like three things for the whole series or season. So her having dialogue will be nice. <laughs> but th- I mean, the same guy who did those shows is still doing this one. So I was like, this show is also going to suck then. <laughs> did you see uh, the next control expansion is going to 
explain what happened in Alan Wake? Yeah, well, they just had the, the Alan Wake uh, anniversary this week, I think. Yeah, like, I think that that's, that's neat. Like, they're finding a direct way to tie them into each other. I think they even uh, control, like, base control, there's, like, one or two mentions of Alan Wake. So, yeah, I, it is, like, a shared universe, so. Yeah, I mean, so, like, this expansion will explore actual events of Alan Wake. So, um, and you're going to find out, you know, stuff about the Bureau's research into what happened and everything. So it'll be like, I think there's a lot of people, like I think myself included, that played some of that DLC from the first, that, you know, Alan Wake's DLC. And you're kind of like, oh, I still don't kind of understand what happened. So right, uh, it's cool that AWE is going to explain that. Yeah. Well, well, I think that's going to do it for us on the show today. Um, so a lot was revealed in this first week, I guess, of the true summer game vest or whatnot, along with, you know, Sony revealing their Ghost of Tsushima stuff and everything else. So uh, Sony had kind of had a little bit of a power hour there for a few days. So we'll certainly see um, what's happening. And, and I, I doubt anything's going to happen crazy over the weekend or whatnot, but uh, maybe Monday we'll we'll start a new week of announcements and everything as we start heading more and more into June, uh, where things are set to happen already. So, yeah, yeah, get ready for that. First couple weeks of of June is going to be crazy. But all right, everyone. Uh, like I said, if you enjoyed here what you heard, you can hit subscribe and you'll get a show anytime uh, we do it. We're still that Final Fantasy Seven spoiler cast is coming. Uh, I know you hit chapter seventeen already. Yeah, I'm like uh, midway through there, and it's draining my will to live. <laughs> well, just keep getting there. You're almost yeah, to the Yeah, keep end. at it. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll get to do that soon with Randy and Jens. And well, until next time, everybody, see you later.